Today we'll be talking about the law of magnetism. I'm going to talk specifically about Elijah and Elisha. They were cut from the same cloth. You can find our story in 2 Kings 2, 1 through 15. You know, leaders, effective leaders, they're always on the lookout for good people. Um, each of us carry a, a list of what we expect or the, the people we feel that would benefit um, being part of our organization. And um, a lot of times we, we, what we need to realize is that we attract people much like us. A lot of times, um, you know, leaders tend to attract people that are very similar to them. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, Elijah and Elisha. What enabled Elijah to draw like-minded people to his side? And uh, specifically, we're talking about the law of magnetism. You know, who you are is who you attract. And we, I've, we've heard this in church for years, who you are is who you attract. We've seen people come in and we always use the, um, we always use the, the, you know, when we talk about people that are hurt, hurt people always attract hurt people, negative people always attract negative people. Well, it's also can happen in the positive side. Positive people can attract positive people as well as healthy people attract healthy people. And as leaders, we want to be um, able to not only attract people like ourselves that share the same vision, but also people that help us in our shortcomings as well. And we're seeing more and more leaders today that are being more transparent than ever before. You know, when I was a kid, leaders, and I remember even in the army as a young man, you know, leaders were always taught to never show weakness. You know, if I show my people my weakness, then I'll lose their respect. The reality is, is people already know your weakness. So for you to share that with them is makes you very vulnerable, but also gives you more credibility. And it allows you to attract people that are going to help you in those weaknesses. So we're going to talk about um, who you are is who you attract. Uh, we're going to talk about the law of magnetism. And um, I want to talk, um, give a couple of um five specific uh, things in regards to magnetism. You know, every leader has a measure of magnetism. All leaders attract others. Um, Highly charismatic leaders often attract large numbers of followers, but even modest leaders gain a following. If they did, then they wouldn't be leaders, would they? So think about it. You know, some of the people that are very charismatic, uh, they attract these large number of followers. Um, But, you know, even modest leaders, they attract people. Um, and leaders uh, attract people, you know, whether they're um, positive or negative, we attract people. Uh, number two is a leader's magnetism may impact others intellectually, emotionally, as well as volitionally. Uh, not all leaders affect people in the same way, nor do they use the same means of influence. The greatest leaders connect on multiple levels with followers, minds, hearts, and wills. You know, Elijah's magnetism affected others on every level. When he defeated the false prophets of Baal, he connected with the people first by calling down fire from heaven. So, you know, it even confirmed skeptics saw the reality of God. But that alone was not enough. To give his message more emotional impact, Elijah drenched his sacrifice in gallons of water. When God's fire licked up the sacrifice, Uh, Water and all, the people declared, the Lord, he is God. And the prophet connected on a volitional level when he cried, seize the prophets of Baal, and the people obeyed. So we want to, you know, leaders with magnetism, they they impact people, um, you know, in more than one area, you know, emotionally. A lot of times, 
You'll hear a sermon or you'll be around a charismatic leader and they have an ability to connect emotionally. They'll they'll tell you a story or a cause that will affect your emotions. But then there's also an intellectual um, uh, connection and that's you know how we think, um, how we talk to people, how we act around people. And number three is magnetism is neither good nor bad in itself. It depends on what a leader does with it. You know, we all know of people that had, that were, um, you know, had magnetism like, let's look at, you know, Adolf Hitler. He used it for a very negative. Uh, we look at Mother Teresa. She used it for something positive. We look in the Bible, we see Ahab. Ahab used his uh, leadership or, you know, his magnetism towards others that followed him in a negative way. And then there's Elijah who uh, used it in a positive. You know, magnetism, is, it's like money. It's a useful tool. But it can be used for good or bad, and it's it's neither good or bad, but it's how you use it. Elijah used his ability to attract like-minded people in order to fulfill his mission, extend his influence. You know, we want to, as leaders, we want to be healthy. We want to be, uh, as we're working on ourselves to be better people, we want to attract people that uh, have the, you know, like vision. We want to attract people that, um, uh, and we want to use that, you know, our magnetism for something positive, not negative. Uh, secure leaders draw both similar and complementary uh, followers. You know, all leaders tend to attract people similar to themselves in values, age, attitudes. Um, but Elijah's leadership attracted people who loved God and were gifted uh, prophets. Uh, secure leaders, ones who acknowledge and accept their weaknesses as well as their strengths, also attract people with uh, complementary abilities. And that's the reality. You know, a lot of times by default will will attract people that are very similar to us they have the same values um you know i've i've worked for churches where people they um, they echoed each other you know they were they were too much alike and the reality is you know you can be alike but but then there's also has to be an individuality as well and uh, great leaders they not only draw people that um complement their strengths but people that will help shore up their weaknesses as well Uh, Number five is a leader's magnetism never remains static. Um, A leader can cultivate, shape, and mature his magnetism. Before Elijah drew crowds, he labored in obscurity, helping a widow and her sons. God provided him with time to cultivate a vision for his life, to make his purpose clear, and to give him confidence. All those things increased his level of magnetism. That's the thing. You know, a leader's magnetism, it never remains static. A lot of times we... Um, you know, we know there's greatness in us. We know God lives in us. We know that we're um, created for something great with a purpose. And, um, you know, what? much like Elijah, we spend those times by ourselves and we're cultivating character. We're building, um, you know, our vision. What, what is our vision? You know, so many people I talk to today, they, they don't know what their purpose is. They have no vision for life. Therefore, they, they, they don't, you know, they cast off restraint they're just going for everything I I remember being in Bible college we had a great man that got up and began to share about his testimony how he was saved under a great missionary and how God changed his life and at the end of his message and it was a fantastic message at the end of his message there was a hundred people in the room and he had a call um, to the altar for people that felt they were called to missions and I would say 95% of the people went up for a call to missions. 
Now, I knew what I was called to do. I knew what my purpose was, so I didn't go up. But our emotions were so raw in that moment because of that powerful testimony that I even questioned it. God, am I called to missions? Oh, my gosh. You know, and and so, but a lot of people, they don't know their vision. They don't, they don't know their purpose. They, uh, you know, when you know your purpose, you can develop vision. And, you know, Elijah, he did that in obscurity. He helped others. He was doing something before he even helped the whole nation. And uh, we need to cultivate, we need to shape and mature um, in our magnetism. We need to mature as leaders. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit now. It's, you know, magnetism, it's more than mere chemistry. Mutual attraction is more than chemistry. At least four elements combine to make it happen. The first one is mutual vision. We talked a little bit about that. You know, it's, it's, I've worked in churches. I've worked for other, for pastors. Um, I've been a senior pastor. I've been director of ministries for uh, churches. I've done Christian education. I've been an outreach pastor, done jail ministry, done a whole variety of things, taught in a Bible college as well as administrating a Bible college. And um, I know this for sure. If you don't share the vision um, of the senior pastor or of the church, then you're, you're not going to, you're not going to go far. You're going to be miserable. And um, it's important that, uh, you know, you have mutual vision and that's where a leader has to be able to share his vision or her vision. They have to be able to put it in words to make other people want to really have an understanding of what the vision that uh, you have for the house. And when you are able to share that vision in a way that people want to buy in and they begin to share that vision with you, that's where magnetism comes in and you begin to, it's, it's more than chemistry, but you begin to connect with each other. You know, when Elijah had the opportunity to share Elijah's work or Elisha had the opportunity to share Elijah's work, he do, turned away from his old life of farming and adopted Elijah's vision of leadership. You know, that's the thing is, you know, people will, and I've seen it, people that uh, um, have great opportunities, but they look at the bigger vision, the bigger picture, and they latch on to somebody else's vision, and they accomplish so much more for the kingdom of God. So number two is mutual expectations. Mutual expectations develop naturally from mutual vision. Both Elijah and Elisha expected to do great things for God. Elijah expected and received a double portion of the anointing on Elijah. So they, they both had mutual expectations, expected great things from God. And we know the story that when uh, Elijah was getting ready to be taken up, um, Elisha stuck with him and he received that double portion. And there's also mutual contribution Individuals follow leaders because they believe those leaders can take them where they want to go. Leaders enlist followers because they understand that followers help them to realize their vision. Each c contributes something to fulfill the other's expectations. Elijah led and mentored Elisha, giving him the opportunity to learn how to be a godly leader. Elisha needed to humble himself, follow the older prophet, and learn. The arrangement made both of them better leaders. So, you know, we look at mutual contribution. You know, we know that, uh, you know, God gives leaders a vision that they can't do by themselves. They need people to come along for the journey. They need resources from people. They need people to um, help them to uh, uh, implement the vision. Even in a church, we need people that will help implement that vision. And, um, but then there's also, um, you know, Elisha was being mentored. You know, I see that so many times that uh, 
you know, we as, uh, you know, as leaders in the church, so many times we see people as um, resources. You know, they can resource the vision. They can help us work the vision. But then we, we lack the input into their lives, you know, and we need to uh, mentor them and disciple them and, and help them grow as leaders because, you know, one day they, they might be called to go do something uh, for the Lord as well. So we got a mutual contribution, then there's mutual commitment. Without a strong mutual commitment, leaders and followers cannot achieve their mutual goals. As Elijah neared the end of his leadership, Elisha renewed his commitment to his mentor. Three times when Elijah offered to release his protege, Elisha responded, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. We know that Elijah's commitment to Elisha had grown equally strong, culminating in his offer to do whatever he could for his servant, including the blessing of a double portion of his spirit. So there's mutual commitment to where they they have a commitment one to another. Elisha had a commitment to Elijah, and he benefited for that. He he benefited from that. He was given that double portion. And you know, um, you know, we need to realize, you know, what kind of people are we attracting? I'm going to tell you. If you're attracting a gossiper, then you better check yourself. If you're attracting people that are always hurt, you better get healed. If you're attracting people that are positive, then you need to keep being positive. So we need to look at what kind of people are we attracting, what kind of people are in our circle, and we need to work on ourselves and uh, get before God and say, you know what, what's... I always love that scripture, you know, let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord. You know, there, we know that, you know, there's a law of attraction. We attract people that are like us. Um, what you think about attracts people to you. You're always thinking about negative things. You'll, you'll attract negativity. Um, but, you, you know, I just want you to take time to examine yourself. Again, I want to thank you for uh, listening to our podcast. It's been a privilege talking to you. Um, you can go to our website, TonyHenley.org. And you can uh, subscribe and get our blog as well. Uh, you can go to our podcast page from there. Um, if you choose, you can donate. We are a 501c3, so we would be more than able to give you a tax receipt for your donations. You can also go to TonyHenley.org and go through PayPal. Um, if you're interested in advertising with our uh, podcast, um, email us and we will um, talk to you about that and see what we can offer. And again, always remember, God's not mad at you. God's mad about you.